Hello, everyone. Welcome to this queer book, Save My Life. This is a end of the season, end of season three look back. I'm here with our producer, executive producer, Jim Pounds. Hi, Jim. Hi, JP. So what we're going to do here today is we're going to take stock of where we've been, what we've done this season, and we're going to look at what's about to happen over the rest of the summer, and then we're also going to tell a little bit about season infinity. What is season infinity? We'll tell you about that as well. So I think first of all, let's start with some stats of how well the season did, and it did really well. As an example of that, Apple Podcasts named us new and noteworthy, mm-hmm. not once, but twice Dose. this April. So yeah. that was very exciting. Yeah. Uh, but we got really international in scope this season and really expanded our audience. So, Jim, do you want to talk about that? I always talk about organic growth, which is somebody says, oh, I like that. I'm going to tell somebody else about that. And we saw what we believe is the best example of that I've maybe ever seen in my career, and that is the growth in other countries, non-U.S. countries, who have had a, a listen or two or three or four. So it's spreading in the way that LGBT people have found and spread information to each other uh, since time immemorial. And uh, our most recent, 86th country, was Cuba. And, you know, you just... Hi, Cuba. You can't market to that. It, it, it is something that is happening because somebody loves it or admires it and they pass it to somebody else through whatever networks. And that's why when we ask you all to recommend us to people you know that you think might enjoy the show, boy, are we seeing that on an international scale for sure. And special hello to Canada and Australia. Huge audience growth there. And we are really welcome to have you. And I really want to shout out to Canada and Australia because if you're thinking that you want to be on the show, you can be on the show. So like reach out to us. Uh, you can use our website, thisqueerbook.com. You can DM us on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. We would love to have you and hear about the books that saved your life and reach out to those authors and have a conversation with them as well. Mm-hmm. So how about some favorite moments from season three? I think I'll start, which is with the premiere episode, which was with uh, Becky Albertalli and Jacob Alloy. And what I loved about this is after the episode aired, Becky posted on Instagram how this was the most raw and maybe most comprehensive interview that she's had with Love, Simon. And what was happening like behind the scenes with that, I think for folks to kind of give a brief summary... Becky was kind of hounded for identifying as straight and cis uh, before and after she published Love, Simon, and was really, like, there was some really shitty things happening on the internet. Mm -hmm. And she actually didn't end up, like, discovering her sexuality and who she was as a person until a few years later, which is totally normal, right? Like, people sometimes don't come out until their 50s, 60s, 70s, whether that's, you know, as bisexual, in Becky's case, or as trans. And so it really got me thinking a lot about the identity of creators. And to be perfectly honest, like I have been, for folks who know me, and maybe a little bit on this podcast, I've kind of given away what I believe is that I really advocate for queer authors and creatives and actors to be the ones that tell our stories. 
And this really kind of <laughs> made me think <laughs> twice about that because sometimes people don't know and they may be, you know, uh, queer in some way in their identity and they may not know that or understand that yet about themselves. Mm. So it really kind of presents this conundrum and really got me thinking. And I still believe, right, that publishers and filmmakers and, you know, studios and all of those should be seeking out and uplifting queer authors and actors and directors and screenwriters and musicians. But I've, I'm sort of kind of stepping back a little bit in how, uh, my self-righteousness was it well, self-righteousness <laughs> i think i think identity is not static i i always thought yeah. it was and of course it's not and so that was a good lesson for me too yeah and then i really enjoyed the episode that we had with uh nick and ray uh a ray pamatma mm -hmm. uh, but particularly when they were talking about families and i have a very like strained relationship with my family. I'm estranged, frankly, from my family. And, you know, it was really interesting to hear Nick, uh, and it's Nick Bussett. He is the co-host of Gay Talk 2.0. So real shout out to that uh, podcast and weekly radio show, live radio show. You should definitely check them out. But, but what got me about what something Ray said is how the play that he was writing that we were discussing in that episode that saved Nick's life, Edith Can Shoot Things and Hit Them, was about trying to understand things that suck, things that are terrible beyond our capacity to understand them, but aren't necessarily done from a negative, evil, harmful intent, hmm. right? And we know that there's a difference between intent and impact. Right. And I think that's what he's trying to get at there, right, is the impact of things of how do we as kids, how do we as adults trying to process what happened to us as kids, but also what's happening to us right, as adults of these things that are kind of harmful and beyond our capacity to understand, like, why would a parent do this? Why would a family member do this? Why would an employer do this? Why would a faith leader do this? And yeah, that really got me also thinking a lot about, you know, those differences between intent and impact and mm -hmm. also turning inwards. You know what I mean? I think we have a lot of times focusing outward on the person who's causing the harm and maybe we don't necessarily look at how we're healing ourselves. In the so, moment. Yeah, I really appreciated that from that episode. So how about for you? Did you have any highlights? I, my um, point of view changed a little bit as the season went along. And uh, Jonathan Freed's experience with the Tennessee Williams play, Glass Menagerie, was, you know, I'm, I'm some people think I'm an actor, I don't know, uh, on some level. And so I could really relate to a play being so powerful. And it also started to expand my idea of this podcast and the ability of us to look at a piece of art that affected somebody in that way, whatever that piece of art is. So that was the beginning of sort of an expanded way of thinking about the fact that the guest's story is so important, whatever that is, whatever their life circumstances, their humanity. That's I started to think that's what we're really tuning in for, maybe. I mean, that's what compels me anyway, here's another person I can meet and learn about that I don't know, you know, that I don't know their life, I don't know where they're from, I don't know their life circumstance. So the art becomes something on top of that, 
but they're fascinating people. And that started with Jonathan's episode and, and it continued, you know, Nathan had the same effect on me, Steph. There were several episodes in a row that kept adding to that idea that, wow, these guests are fascinating. Their life is so fascinating to me. And the art is great too, on top of it. So I don't know if that answers your question. I had a I had a catharsis in the midst of the season, I guess mm. I would say. And Jim is being modest here. He's done like over a hundred plays in the Minneapolis St. Paul uh, acting region, which is really known for its theater scene. So don't let him fool you with his humility. I think that where we're going with that though, and I really want to shout out to our donors through patreon.com and also to our associate producers. Our associate producers are Archie Arnold. Natalie Cruz, Paul Kafer, Nicole Olilla, Bill Shea, Sean Smith, Joe Perrazzo. I knew I was forgetting one in there. Sorry, Joe. Good job. And I just, they, so they donate like $20 a month, right? And they have a quarterly uh, or a seasonally associate producer meeting where mm-hmm. they come together and we kind of give them the behind the scenes of what's happening with the show and really give them a lot of like insight and ask them their feedback. And a lot of the things mm-hmm. that they told us in our last associate producer meeting really like we took that to heart. We mm-hmm. really did a lot with that. Mm-hmm. So we're actually having another associate producer meeting at the end of this month, maybe the start of August, because we want to reconvene them. And if you want to join us for that, I mean, you do get to have a say in what we do here on the show and the future right. of where the podcast is headed. So you can right. just go to patreon.com and sign up. If you want to hear more of my like spiel about it, go to thisqueerbook.com and click or tap on my video that I made about associate producers. But we also have a number of donors who are giving five or ten dollars a month. And there is a lot of work <laughs> that goes into this show. I think one of the things we try to keep it accessible. And so we do transcripts for every episode. And our recording software, Riverside.fm, they help with that. They have AI uh, that goes through all of our episodes mm-hmm. and transcribes that, but it's AI and AI is not like saving the world. And so we still have to go through there and read the entire transcript and fix the entire transcript. And so that's a lot of people power that frankly, all of that Jim does. (laughs) So if you ever were like, huh, I want to buy Jim a coffee to help him get through, you know, and it usually takes like a few days, you know, a good like 10 to 12 hours spread out over a few days to go through an entire transcript. So if you ever want to buy him a coffee, you can go to patreon.com and just sign up for $5 a month. And that would be really helpful. That also helps with not just transcripts, but like the ongoing expenses that we have to keep the show like up and running, like to, you know, it helps with our, you know, costs to record the podcast and to keep the podcast up and available mm-hmm. on all of the various, you know, podcast players like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, et cetera. But I think it's also an indication of dynamism. I mean, when you talk to advertisers or others interested in supporting the show and you say we have X number of donors or we have X number of people participating in a more active way. I think it says people's loyalty is, you know, sincere and deep and it's a demonstration. It's a metric for enthusiasm on your part, on the audience's part. And we give credits. So every donor, regardless of their level, is listed in the credits of producing the show. So you do get a credit that way. And we like to give folks a shout out in the episodes as well. I'm sure longtime listeners or even one-time listeners have heard us give that love to our donors and our associate producers. What is that also funding? It's funding the future. And we have some interesting future ahead of us. So first of all, I'm on summer vacation. (laughs) Yes, I get to have a break. And what does that mean though? That doesn't mean we're going away. 
So starting next week, because everybody loves a good summer read, we have a slew of amazing summer reads for you. Uh, LGBTQ books and novels and nonfiction. Every Tuesday, we have 7 Minutes in Book Heaven, a new episode with a new amazing book, and we're really looking forward to sharing those with you. And then we will be back with this queer book, Save My Life, on September 19th. And I'm calling it Season Infinity because we're going to be done with seasons. We're just going to do the show, new episodes, bi-weekly, every other Tuesday, and we're just going to go into infinity and produce as many episodes as we possibly can. So that's going to start September 19th. But amazing summer vacation coming up for folks. I would say also, when you think about what we've produced just in the last year, 50-something pieces of content, there's a great library there. If you are new to the podcast or you're only looking at season three because you're thinking, oh, that's so long ago, if you go back through all of those 30 full episodes, you're going to find a lot of gems in there, I think. And um, uh, Nancy Agabian, the first episode we ever did, that had a listen yesterday. So I love to see people do that. I love to see them go and find something. Oh, look at what's there, Alison Bechtel. So I encourage you to look through that catalog It's uh, as you're doing your summer reading, and there's a lot of really great content there. Yeah, the interview with Nancy Gabin and Carmen Maria Machado, the interview with Laura Lillibridge and Alison Bechtel. We had an amazing uh, in season two with Rachel Cady and Julia Serrano. So yeah, there's a really some really lovely conversations from our first and second season. So definitely catch up with those. And speaking of episodes, we have some gems coming up in season <laughs> infinity. So our debut episode is going to be with jazz singer Leslie Vincent. We're going to be talking about the autobiographical novel Valencia by Michelle T. And Michelle T. is going to be with us to talk about uh, her book. And that's a really lovely conversation. I can't wait to share it with you. Even just the <laughs> when I was recording the episode, I just kind of sat back and go, is this really happening? Because uh, it was just so, so amazing. Are we going to hear some music from Leslie? Yes. Maybe? So Leslie has a new album coming out this year. And so she has graciously uh, given us a couple tracks from that. And so we're going to include them in the episode. Cool. Also, <laughs> we've got an episode coming up and this is kind of like, you know, all Armenians know each other, but we have a guest. <laughs> uh, her name is Adrene Derbohosian. Oh, so we no. share the same name. We're not technically related, but at some point uh, up the family tree, if you will, we must have been related because wow. we literally have the exact same last name. And it's very rare. I've never, ever, ever met somebody with the same last name, exactly yeah. like Derbohosian. Right. Um, I've seen, you know, Bogosian, and I've seen, you know, versions of that, but never... Never my exact last name. And it's also going to be a full circle moment because if you remember the episode, our very first one, we were just talking about it, mm -hmm. Nancy Gabian in conversation with Carmen Marie Machado. Well, Adrene reached out to me on Twitter and we were chatting and striking up a conversation. And I was like, well, would you ever be want to be on the show? And she said, well, yeah, but you've already had uh, the person who wrote the book <laughs> on the show. And I said, Oh, okay. I, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, we don't necessarily like to double up with authors. And, and she was like, Well, no, it was a guest. And I went, Oh, well, who's the guest? And she's like, Nancy Agabian. And I went, <laughs> What? And so Nancy has an amazing collection of poetry and performance art. Her first book, I believe that she published called Princess Freak, which is a delight. <laughs> I really enjoyed reading that. And 
So, yeah, it's going to be a full circle moment. We're going to have Adrian on. We're going to have Nancy there. We're going to be talking about Princess Freak. And so I'm really looking forward to that conversation cool. that we're going to do. And then another episode, and we just recorded it last week, uh, the guest was Chris Tompkins, and we were talking about the book that saved his life, The Velvet Rage. And that book was very important to me and just my growth and living as a queer person on this planet. And so... That was a really dynamic conversation. <laughs> like I was really, I'm all into like all of the, I know I'm supposed to say that, like I'm into all of the conversations that we do, but because I had such a deep connection to the Velvet Rage, for me personally, that conversation was kind of next level with Chris. Well, I'm going to jump on that and just say that the book that saved my life is coming up next season. Leon's going right. to talk about Patricia Nell Warren's The Front Runner, which which Clark and Rob talked about a little bit on their episode that it was a seminal book from the 70s. So that's coming up uh, in season infinity as well. Yeah. So we'll also be experimenting with a little bit of new formatting for the show, which I'm really excited about. I'm not going to give too much away because I want you all to see it and be impressed by it and so excited by it when we start <laughs> in season infinity. So, um, I'm not going to share too much right about that. But anyhow, I think I want to kind of segue into the impact that this show is having. And I think that's most, well, obviously folks are reaching out. And if it, this show is having an impact to you, please, we love hearing from you. We love mm -hmm. to engage with folks mm -hmm. over social media or through email, however you would like to do that. But I think that something that really validated the impact that this show is having is that the press is paying attention, right? And so in June, we had WCCO, who's the CBS affiliate in the Minneapolis region. Mm -hmm. They did a show, they put my pretty face on TV, <laughs> and which was amazing because I got to wear a pink rain reading rainbow t-shirt on wow. TV, which I really loved. And Minnesota Public Radio, they did a piece on us, right, as well. Mm -hmm. uh, in magazine, an LGBTQ magazine in Toronto, Canada, they did a profile on the show, the Bay Area Reporter, in San Francisco, they did a piece on us, and the Shepherd Express in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, they did a, a piece on us too. And I think that just speaks to the vulnerability and the authenticity that our guests are bringing to this and the resonance that they're having. Mm -hmm. In this particular, I think anytime this podcast would be really important, right? But I think right now, folks are really looking for how do I navigate this fuckery <laughs> that's right. happening in the world now with the book bans and all the legislative attacks and now like three days ago four days ago when this will air the supreme court basically saying yeah you can just discriminate anytime you want against you know queer people uh because it's free speech right um so i think that that's really important for folks to see that you know this podcast is really having a impact and the press is picking up on that, which is great. And we've been all over the podcast charts, too. I mean, we've been in the top 40 charts for the United States, Australia, Canada, France, Armenia, Luxembourg, Japan. I mean, it's been wild to see us kind of taking off on those book charts in Apple mm -hmm. Podcasts throughout the world. Mm -hmm. And so where I'm going with that is that you can help with this. I mean, there's a bazillion podcasts out in the world. So folks trying to find their podcast is really kind of hard to do. I mean, I know I've gone on to uh, Spotify and searched for like LGBT podcasts and there's a number that I listen to and they don't come up 
in those algorithms, which is really wild. You can do the same thing in like Google, where I've been trying to find the websites of podcasts, you know, queer ones that I really like, and they don't come up in those search rankings. And the same thing with Apple Podcasts. And so I don't think people really quite realize how important it is to share Mm -hmm. with folks, whether that's, you know, putting something on Instagram, Facebook, you know, hashtag book talk on TikTok, uh, because you never know who you're going to reach with that Mm -hmm. to let them know this podcast exists. And there may be an episode and a book and a story right now that somebody needs to be hearing about. And so definitely find a way to share us. Also, I didn't realize this, rating us on Apple Podcasts, that's like a real thing. (laughs) (laughs) Like Apple like takes that into account and helps like put the podcast in their search algorithms and put it like higher up if someone's looking for a podcast. So right now, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, and we know we've seen the stats, like the majority of you are listening on Apple Podcasts. So Mm -hmm. don't pretend like you're not. Uh, When you finish listening to this, you should really like tap five stars on Apple Podcasts because that really helps the SEO for folks who are looking for podcasts to find queer ones. This might be the only way we'll reach somebody in Wyoming because nobody in Wyoming has listened to the show yet. (laughs) And it has become a personal issue (laughs) of mine. So if you're in Wyoming, we're looking for you. I know. It's like the last state where we haven't had a single listener yet, which is really... I know there's a lot of queer people in Wyoming of that course. need to hear this, right? Of course. Um, obviously, donating helps us because we do a lot of, you know, promotion on our own end that we're trying to do to get the word out through public relations and marketing. So any donations that you can make, even if it's just the $5 a month, because a lot of work goes into this podcast and $5 a month means you're just giving us a coffee. You're taking us out to coffee once a month, which is really amazing. So you can just go to patreon.com, you sign up, and then boom, there you go. You don't have to worry about it anymore. And if you want to make a one-time donation, email us and we'll figure something out there. We can, we'll figure that out. That's right. We'll figure that out. So yeah, I think that that is good for our look back right now. We really appreciate all of our listeners all over the globe. It's been really amazing to see the show take off the way that it has globally over the past, you know, four or five months that the season has been on the air. And we're really looking forward to spending the summer with you, giving you all of these amazing summer reads to read. And then we'll be back with season infinity on September 19th. Do you have closing thoughts, Jim, that you would like to share? No, I'm just waiting to hear your famous sign off line. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, until next Tuesday, see you queers and allies in the bookstores. Bye.